welcome to a bonus edition of the Man Ants Tides podcast. As I always say at the beginning of these, I hope you're having a lovely week. And by the time you listen to this, if you're listening to it during the week or on the weekend, hope your weekend is better as well. And you can subscribe to the podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at IamFossitude for all podcast information. And the reason for this bonus podcast, if you listen to my one from Saturday, uh, this is a recap of night two of the WWE draft and <clears throat> we kick things off with Becky Lynch taking on Charlotte Flair for the 47th millionth 263,891st time because Sasha Banks who was Lynch's originally scheduled opponent has not been cleared to wrestle yet which sucks um, and I'm curious to see how long she will be out. She was drafted to SmackDown on f last week for night one of the draft, so we'll see how that goes. And just like Reigns versus Rollins from SmackDown, this match will, between Lynch and Flair would be uh, where the winner would determine the first draft pick for their respective brand. And the match was good, of course, you know, their matches are always good. Though, to me, this one, I would say, was probably their weakest one to date. And uh, Becky Lynch got the big victory for this one, because, of course, Raw has to always get the first pick. Raw is and always will be the A show, even when it's not the A show in terms of quality, which, you know... A lot of times it's not, and we, lately especially. But, but um, anyways, uh, yeah, the uh, just like on SmackDown, the first round of the draft commenced with Stephanie McMahon coming out on stage to announce who was going to what show. And the first round picks for Raw were Seth Rollins, Charlotte Flair, and Andrade with Zelina Vega. And the first round picks for SmackDown were Brock Lesnar and The New Day. Not really surprised by any of these, um, but cool that they're getting... Big and medium names, I guess. You know, not to say that these people aren't, you know, great stars, but just in terms of the pecking order and mainstream uh, attention and buzz that they can get. You know, let's be honest. Charlotte Flair and Brock Lesnar are the bigger names here. But anyways, uh, and we follow this up with uh, a match between Andrade and Ali, which you already know was a good one because both men are phenomenal athletes. And I have to say, Zelina Vega was looking extra gorgeous tonight she really was uh i forgot to write down who won this match in my notes uh but i think it was andrade either way doesn't matter uh, and stephanie returned for the second round of the draft and picks for raw were the women's tag team champions the kabuki warriors uh rusev and alistair black so i guess you know Black and Zelina Vega, they're going to be spending a lot of time together as well. Same with uh, Charlotte Flair and Andrade since they're together. And then the second round picks for SmackDown are Daniel Bryan and Bayley. That's cool. Get to, you know, get to keep the SmackDown Women's Champion on SmackDown because, yeah. <laughs> um, then up next we had Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against the Viking Raiders. Now this was a very good hard-hitting match there goes that hard-hitting like i've said a lot of times on my podcast last time uh but yeah this was a very good hard-hitting match at least to me that it was uh dolph bumped his ass off like crazy like he always does uh, one moment in this match in particular that stood out for me was when dolph uh, did his zigzag move to uh, Ivar right onto some steel chairs sitting ringside by the timekeeper and when he did that i i it was i had an audible because that looked and sounded like it hurt bad. Wow. Ouch. But both teams 
Demir told a great story in this match from start to finish, had the fans on their feet throughout, and it all culminated with a Viking experience to Dolph Ziggler and the Viking Raiders finally becoming your new Raw Tag Team Champions. That's awesome. I am happy for them. They are one of my favorite tag teams, have been since Ring of Honor, and I'm happy that and then even after they had a post-match promo where they even said they're, they're, they were they're, they're one of the only, I think the only team that to have the IWGP Tag Team Championship, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship, the NXT Tag Team Championship, and now the Raw Tag Team Championships. That is pretty damn impressive. And I love that they gave a shout-out to IWGP Tag Team Titles and the Ring of Honor Tag Titles. That's awesome. Uh, and then Stephanie McMahon was back out for round three of the draft, and... The picks for Raw were Cedric Alexander, Humberto Carrillo, and Eric Rowan. So, cool for them. Especially for Humberto Carrillo. He's hopefully going to get some good exposure on the main roster for Raw. And then the third round picks for SmackDown were Shinsuke Nakamura and Ali. Uh, we'll see uh, what they do with Ali going forward. And the next up was Aleister Black versus Eric Young. Guess how this match went. And then Stephanie McMahon came back out for the fourth round of the draft, and the fourth round picks for Raw were Buddy Murphy, Jinder Mahal, and R-Truth. And then fourth round picks for SmackDown were Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode as a team together, and Carmella. So Truth and Carmella no longer going to be paired up for now, so uh, we'll see how that all works out with, with regards to the 24-7 championship. And then Street Profits were doing another one of their usual raw backstage skits when they got interrupted and then attacked by the OC. So uh, clearly this is going to be their first feud on the main roster. And later on in the show they uh, had another little segment where basically they challenged them and that they're going to seek a mystery attack partner. So I guess we'll see what happens from that next week. Um, and then out came Ricochet because he was going to have a match with Shelton Benjamin. And this was a fun match. A lot of great high spots, and I think this match deserved a lot more time than it got, and Ricochet was victorious, and I really hope that we'll get to see more matches from between these two going forward, because this was an awesome match, and given, if you give them 15 to 20 minutes, get all, it all but guarantees you'll get a match of the night out of these guys. Um, yeah, then we got a weird segment with Lana getting a massage, and Talking to the masseuse about liking it harder and deeper, and then Bobby Lashley showed up and it just got weirder. And I don't know what the payoff is going to be with all this, but I hope it's at least something that won't leave a bad taste in our mouths. Uh, but then thankfully we moved on from this and got the contract signing uh, for Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury uh, that's happening at Crown Jewel, and it was moderated by Jerry Lawler and. It was your standard WWE contract signing, you know, a lot of trash talking that eventually ended with a broken table, though this time there wasn't any actual fighting going on, and I mean, nothing spectacular or standout about this, so moving on. Uh, then Stephanie McMahon returned for round five of the draft, and the fifth round picks for Raw were Samoa Joe, yay, Akira Tazawa, and Shelton Benjamin, so hopefully that does mean we're going to get more matches between him and Ricochet going forward. And the fifth round picks for SmackDown were The Miz and King Corbin. So I guess the King Corbin and Shorty Gable feud is not going to be, you know, finished because let me just jump ahead to the sixth and final round draft picks for Raw was Rey Mysterio, Titus O'Neil, and Liv Morgan. Hopefully we'll get to see Liv Morgan return next week with her new look. 
that we've all been curious about. And then for SmackDown, it was Shorty Gable and Elias. So, yeah, Shorty Gable and King Corbin, that feud is not over. Um, but after the fifth round, jumping back to that part, uh, we had a Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander, which was a rematch from last year's awesome match that they had at Super Showdown, where Murphy won the Cruiserweight title from Alexander, and this one was just as good as that match, and it saw Buddy Murphy victorious once again. So, um, wondering if this is going to be a continuation of the push that they started for Buddy Murphy during the summer back on SmackDown. We'll see. Then they announced some more matches for Crown Jewel, and one that actually has me pretty intrigued enough to even consider watching the damn thing is uh, they got Seth Rollins versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt in a Falls Count Anywhere match for the Universal Championship. Now, I am very curious to see what they'll do to get out of Rollins having to lose the title this time. Just hope it won't be one that's gonna blow up Twitter. <laughs> um. And then we had round six, I already talked about that, and then we had the Kabuki Warriors uh, came out for a match that was going to be against Natalia and a mystery partner who turned out to be Lacey Evans. Yeah. Confusing, right? Well, Natalia's apparent reason for choosing Lacey as her partner is because uh, she says that Lacey pushed her to her limit in the matches that they had over the last however many months that it's been going on which i guess is a good enough reason for them to team up uh after natalia literally power bombed her off the stage last week but you know it's wwe for you uh the match itself was good i really have no complaints about it and and i absolutely love the kabuki warriors as heels they are great and in a weird way something about some of these women when they turn heel they're just a little they're a little hotter and sexier to me um and eventually the kabuki warriors won this and then we closed the show with the firefly funhouse um started out like you know usually would uh bray wyatt was talking about seth rollins you know saying that he saw him around and you know the fiend doesn't forget and ramblin rabbit popped up panicking because seth rollins was looking for the fiend uh, and then bray sent him away um said that don't worry you know fiend keeps us safe here and then eventually seth rollins showed up beat up bray wyatt and then after beating him up for a little bit you know rollins looked like he was gonna leave and then bray wyatt got back up and and the, probably the saddest and most sympathetic voice i've ever heard him use was asking seth like why are you doing this to me why and then seth continued to beat him up and then eventually he set the Firefly Funhouse on fire, and that was how we closed Monday Night Raw. Uh, a very Attitude Era kind of ending to, to Monday Night Raw. Uh, and that concluded the WWE Draft Night 2, at least for now, because by the time you guys listen to this, they'll likely have announced more drafts online. Because after round, the round 6 of the draft, they did mention uh, the potential of a trade going on, which... You know, since they keep mentioning it, it definitely is going to happen. I'm curious to see what will come of that and what the trade will be and who will go where. And, uh, and I will definitely keep up with that and see if I come back later in the week with a, with a little follow-up to this. Uh, either a short video for the YouTube channel or even a full-on podcast. But we shall see. Who knows what is going to come out of that. And, um, yeah. And overall, I thought this was a much better show than last week. At least to me it was. Uh, didn't feel so cluttered and, you know, well, I mean, it was still pretty ridiculous. Again, the Bobby Lashley-Lana segment was just 
again, I really don't know what the payoff is going to be to all that stuff, but hopefully it won't be something too stupid. But it's WWE, so you never know. Uh, but yeah, um, and just a recapping from from the first you know night of the draft, we had a uh, round one for Raw was Becky Lynch, the OC, and Drew McIntyre. SmackDown was R Roman Reigns and the Fiend. Round two was for Raw was Randy Orton, Ricochet, and Bobby Lashley. SmackDown had Sasha Banks and Braun Strowman. Round three for Raw had Alexa Bliss, Kevin Owens, and Natalya. And SmackDown had Lacey Evans and the Revival. And then round four for Raw was the Viking Raiders, Nikki Cross, and the Street Profits. And then for SmackDown was uh, Lucha House Party and Heavy Machinery. Uh, but then they also had kind of a supplemental draft that was posted on WWE.com that showed um, going to Raw would be EC3, Eric Young, and Sin Cara. And then for SmackDown was Apollo Crews, Drew Gulak. Heath Slater, Tamina, and the B team. Um, so yeah, that's you know everything for the draft up to this point as of right now. Because I'm recording this immediately after Monday Night Raw. Uh, it's 11:19 p.m. on the East Coast right now while I'm recording this. Um, and what do I think about the draft? I mean, it was kind of weird because. Usually they, they draft all the big names on, on TV and then the rest of them, they do it online. But this time there was like a mixture of big names and, as I said before, medium names uh, going here and there. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's very confusing what's going on with this because because they said, because they, they also said that anyone who wasn't drafted are now categorized as free agents. So what does that mean? For the for the for the rest of the people, honestly, going forward, like how how are we, how are they gonna designate who goes where? I mean, are we? Are, I'm I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just gonna they're gonna put it on Twitter, you know, WWE.com article saying of who goes where, and I don't know. I mean, I mean, cause I know they used to do this before, but also like when they used to do the draft, they used to have the like the little you know thing on the Titantron where it's just you know you know they just randomly flash the pictures and then boom. That's who's going to what show, and you know the Ross, the people on the roster would be legitimately surprised because they had no idea what was going on. And but this time it was because USA Network and Fox were the ones controlling who goes where, whether that was a legitimate decision or a creative team decision. Um, you know, in reality, I don't know. But considering how much power Fox and USA Network have over the shows, you know, right now, especially with you know billion dollar you know network contracts between between both shows uh i, I could believe that you know that they were basically being con being controlled by who, who the networks you know what shows are on what networks <clears throat> uh, let me take a drink my throat's getting a little dry <sighs> um i'm just hoping that this will be this will lead to seeing everyone that's been drafted, seeing more of them being used and actually and actually actually being used. Um, new fresh rivalries, which some of them doesn't look like it's going to be. Um, seeing new people in the title and you know, hunting for the championships, like new people going for the IC title, going for the US title, going for the tag team titles on on both shows. Um, I'm that's, that's what I hope we're gonna get. Um, but I'm not sure if WWE is going to actually give that to us. You know, we shall see uh, what they have going on with that going forward. And um, I'm just hopeful that 
because usually when they do the when they do the draft, usually Raw gets all the, a lot all the bigger names, and SmackDown gets a lot of like the second tier kind of people. I mean, there were a little it was a little more evened out this time around with you know big names and not as big names going on you know between both shows. Um, so I'm just hopeful that. This will actually lead to something, you know, good for both for both brands and the people who will be on both brands. Because, you know, I am a lifelong WWE fan, and I just I just want WWE to be to be to be great again. Yeah. Sorry to, to word it that way for any for any of my liberal friends who don't like that kind of phrase, but you know, that's all I want. I just want great WWE programming again. And that does it for this bonus edition of the Men Tights podcast. I hope you all enjoyed hearing me recap the WWE draft. And if you didn't, well, thanks for tuning in anyway, because getting my numbers up and, yeah, that's always good for me. And do make sure to tune in this Friday, because I will have a uh, podcast coming up this Friday. And as of right now, I've titled it a real shooting the shit podcast because uh, you know as you guys remember my other little that was the name i used to call for my you know post pay-per-view podcast but i decided to use that for this one because this this one i well i don't really have anything specific that i'll be talking about it's just going to be me talking about whatever's on my mind in that particular moment uh so that'll be a lot of fun and then Next week, the following week on the 25th, I will have one known as, that is, as of right now, the title is The Video Game Episode, where I'll be talking a lot about my love for video games, because I feel like I don't talk enough about them on this channel. I did have the highly anticipated video game uh, episode from a year ago, and I've talked about other games off and on, you know, here and there, but never, haven't had one since that episode, haven't had one devoted specifically to video games. So I'm going to do that one, and then the following week, on Halloween Day, I will have my newest edition of Worst to Best, where I'll be ranking the Halloween films, all 11 Halloween films from Worst to Best, you know, starting with Halloween 1978 to last year's Halloween 2018. Um... Now, we'll have a lot of fun doing that one, that's for dang sure. Um, and also, please, you know, in the meantime, check out my other worst to best for Spider-Man and Batman, my retro film reviews for The Lion King, Master of the Universe, and Adventures uh, of Baron Munchausen, classic wrestling pay-per-views for WWF Bad Blood in Your House from October 1997, uh, my other film reviews that I've had since last year, on pretty much anything else that I have on this podcast for you guys to check out. And um, as always, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, or YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at IamFazitude for all podcast updates. Follow me on Instagram at Fazitude for the fun pictures and memes I post. Follow me on Vero at Fazitude as well for everything else. Uh, support me on Patreon, only $5 a month to contribute to my little hall of justice. You know, it's only $5. It's not, I'm not asking for $500. Um, check out the Manitize Podcast store where I have several shirts, stickers, wall art available. Links to the Patreon and the store will be in the description. And as always, thank you all so much for tuning in, for subscribing, and I love and appreciate every single one of you who do. Uh, I hope you have a good start to your week. Um, and this has been the Manitize Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.